Welcome to a brand new episode of the Cologne Podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm Ryan. That's Ryan. I'm Mike. <laughs> and today, we're going to be taking a spin on Dolce Gabbana's wild ride, The One Intense. <laughs> I love it. Let's do it. But first, let me tell you what some people on Fragrantica are saying about it. Ooh, give us a little detail about it. Okay, my boy Gabby Sunrise says, I feel it very sexy, very classy, expensive. The bootle, the presentation is very manly. The new one is for me. He's, I guess he's French. <laughs> I don't know. The way he spelled some of these words, though, it was just, I just kind of went with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. That's good. Well, you know what? Today is kind of a little bit more special than usual because we need to give a shout out today. Yes. We got three coffees sent to us Whoa. and a great email by our friend Christopher. So, Christopher, thank you very much. Thank you for your generosity and your support for the show. And we'd like to give a little follow up to our Dior Ohm Intense episode, which was episode 17, I believe. You can go and check that out if you hadn't listened to it. Okay. We had some questions that had remained unanswered till our friend Christopher sent us this email at thecolonepodcast at gmail.com. Incredible transition. Yes. Chris said, hey guys, love the show. Not sure if anyone answered your question regarding Dior Ohm and why it was hard to find and or was reformulated. He says, the main note in Dior Ohm Intense and the Parfum is iris. The iris note, for whatever reason, does not sell well here in America, but it does sell well in Europe. So they pulled the original and reformulated it for North America only, and the original is still sold in Europe and in the Middle East. Man, that is so crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. It's crazy that Americans don't find that sexy, man. That is a great smell. It is a great smell. But if you look at different cultures, certain areas and certain places you visit, they have a unique smell to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Be it the cooking or the spices or whatever. You know, I can understand where, I mean, that is a more elevated sort of sophisticated smell. I can understand why it would do better overseas than here in the beautiful U.S. of A. (laughs) It's really sad, though, because to me, it was a very, I'd almost, obviously, it's not niche pricing, but it is very unique. I'd almost feel like it's almost like a niche product to us now. Yeah. Considering that it's not obtainable to just walk up into a Macy's and grab one. Sure. The scent profile is definitely that of, that feels like of a niche fragrance for sure. Yeah. Totally unique. So it's not a mass appealing, I guess, for at least here. It probably sounds like crazy over there. Right. Well, again, Christopher, thank you so much for the support and the coffees and also for your email. We really appreciate that. That means more than you know. And also, guys, if you want to get in contact with us, you know how to email us. And you know what? We're a little thirsty from time to time. If you want to buy us a coffee, just check out buymeacoffee.com slash cologne podcast. Man, show me what's on that paper over there. Do you got a transitions 101 written down over (laughs) there? Hey, man. I've been taking online courses for this. Uh, well, with all those amazing transitions, now it's time for us to transition into our one, one night, night stand, stand review of Tom Ford's Oot Wood. Yeah. One night stand review. Ryan, hit me with the deets. What'd you think? I really 
really really really did enjoy it i've been getting on that kick like i said before I've, i didn't think earthy kind of smells would be great to me a while back until i kind of ran into nishani's hashavat and i ran into oud wood when you brought it here man i really do love that earthy vibe right uh, it did towards the end there it did have a little bit of a more leathery note sure and I think I made that clear on the on the last episode, but it wasn't like ombre leather or even Tuscan leather. It's not in your face as those. It's a little bit more subtle, a little sure. sweet. It's kind of laying there, but I really enjoyed it. It's still, I mean, I can't afford it, but I'd want to buy it. It's a good one. Yeah. I'm not going to complain anytime I get to spend the night with Tom Ford. <laughs> So here's another example. Oud wood. It smells so great. Like I said in the last episode, it comes off very spicy, very clean. I kept saying pine salt just because, again, it kind of harkened back to, you know, some scent memories from me as a child yeah. and smelling that cleaning sort of supply smell. Pine salt. Yeah. yeah. It smells good. But it doesn't good. smell like that. It's no, it just reminds me. Yeah. It's like hits the same sort of notes or whatever in my mind. And so yeah. whatever that warm, fuzzy place that's able to take me to. I love it for that reason. It's not like a performance beast as far as projection goes. Longevity wise, I felt like it was pretty good. It lasted quite a while and it's a skin scent. You could pull your arm up and smell it and go, man, it still smells good. But I don't think you're going to overwhelm anybody with it. And so it's one of those fragrances that spray it on right before you go on a date. You'll have that sophisticated man of the woods smell <laughs> and then it'll calm down in case you get to snuggle up later and watch a little Netflix. <laughs> I will have to say, just to reiterate, because I used to work in outside London Garden many years ago for Lowe's. Last and, year. <laughs> and my wife used to love when I would come home because I would smell, you know, kind of earthy and rocks and stuff like that. Honestly, it kind of gives me that same kind of vibe. And yeah. I really, really, really do love that. So I'm a huge fan of it, man. There you go. I think it was one that we both said, you guys need to sample it. If we had unlimited amount of resources, we'd probably have a hundred. Mil bottle of it. I would for sure have a hundred mil bottle of that. That one was really good. No doubt. All right. Let's jump into today's scent. Dolce and Gabbana. The one in tens. <laughs> All right. All right. Your turn, Ryan. Do I need to spray the cars already sprayed? Spray it. Okay. Interesting. It is definitely sweet. And before we started this, me and Mike were looking at we do it every episode. We kind of research a little bit, but I was looking at the notes on it and Neroli is like, it's the top middle base note. And I don't know if that's a certain oil or whatever that can transition all three of those, but I do get that vibe from that because I feel like it kind of makes sense because that one person that I read said it kind of reminded them of Tom Ford Noir Extreme. There was some Tom Ford, and maybe it was a Neroli one that you let me smell, and it smells similar to me. So here's the thing. I'm not getting Noir Extreme at all from this. And I'll also say <clears throat> Neroli Portofino, I'm, that may be the one that you're That's thinking the of. One, yeah. But that one to me is very citrusy and then has like a barbershop vibe at the bottom of it. So I'm not really sure. I don't have many things to put my finger on that say Neroli. Yeah. I, I, I'm not really sure what it is. Yeah. Again, guys, we're the most uneducated nostril guys out there. So I don't get spice bomb vibes off of this, like somebody said. I don't get that. Spicy, sweet fragrances tend to fall into very similar type 
smells. Mm -hmm. This is one that I'm getting spicy, I'm getting sweet, but it doesn't feel like the other ones. So some lotion somewhere I have owned before smells almost identical to this. I've wore it with something. God, I can't place it, but it smells very close. But I will say this. I can't remember what the one original smells like. And from what I've read up, because I haven't smelled that in a long time, these don't really smell the same. No, I do kind of smell the little bit of the one. Now It's kind of coming back to me. A lot of people say it doesn't smell like the original one, but I feel like I kind of smell that. Here's what I would have to say, because I don't really have a huge frame of reference with the one. Yeah. You said you used to wear it. Yeah, I did. I've never owned it, never wore it. Yeah, I wore D&G Pour Ohm for a long time, which is completely different than this. But I will say something about this fragrance. It's a sweet, spicy fragrance. I feel like that is totally office friendly. I agree with that because it's not over the top. It almost feels like a skin scent right now. It's not yeah. projecting huge or anything around us. Which kind of surprises me from something that's going to hold up the banner screaming intense. Yeah, that is kind of a little bit of a shocker. It does give me a little bit of YSL La Nuit de Lome vibes though. It does give me that too. That's probably the cardamom that's on it. Oh, does it have that in there? I'm pretty sure it does. So this scent came out February of last year during COVID pandemic, yeah. the start of it really. Right, yeah. And so when you look at Fragrantica's little stock market ticker of it, sure. it had a little bit of peak there in February and then it literally bottomed out. Yeah, because March was like D-Day. Exactly. So it's like nobody was getting into it, but- towards the end of last year and creep it up into this year, it honestly has skyrocketed. I can see why it's peaking some interest. It's definitely different. I don't get the intense part because there's nothing intense about it, like you said. But man, it does smell good. I do like it. Yeah, it's not intense in that it's not offensive in any way. No. It could be that it's ultra long lasting. <laughs> you know, we'll yeah. see because it's, you know, basically the flinker, as they call them, of the EDP. So the one came out, then the one Eau de Parfum came out. Yeah, and that's supposed to be the big hit one, right? Yeah, that's the yeah. one everybody got to have it in your collection. Yeah. And then this one came out as the flanker to the flanker. Yeah. Man, it is a really sexy smell to me. I would, honestly, I would rock this. No doubt. And I'll say one thing else about it. Now, I personally haven't held the bottle. I know you did. The bottle to this thing is freaking, dude, it's sexy. It's like all black glass, black top, all kind of finish and like a little gold around the trim. Mm -hmm. It's stout looking. And honestly, this scent kind of mirrors that look. It's a rich scent. It really is. It's rich in like decadence. It really is. So- in your opinion, who do you see? I know you kind of mentioned it could probably be an office vibe, but who do you see throwing this on, walking out the door, slamming his car door shut, <laughs> and driving to wherever he's got to go? I would say almost any man 20 years old to 55 years old. Yeah, I can vibe This that. is a fragrance that is easy to wear and easy to pull off. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. It's funny. It does have a... It has a rich smell. Yeah. Like it has a richness to it, but it's also not overcomplicated where I feel like you have to be a certain somebody to wear it. I really, I feel you. I think early 20s to mid 50s, anybody can throw this on. You could wear this with shirt and jean or 
suit and tie. Like it pretty much mingles with a lot of things. Yeah. You could dress it up, dress it down. And honestly, you could get away with it even older. I just think as you get older, you get to wear some of the more mature scents that younger guys can't really pull off. So you may want to be dipping into those. But I mean, this is a fragrance that is super easy to pull off from my prediction. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to give you a bad look if you're wearing this. I would guess any man wearing this is going to get a compliment. I think so too, especially if you're in close quarters with some people, because I don't think it's a huge projection beast, but I do think this is something that's going to get people's attention when they're near you. They're going to go, oh man, you smell good. What is that? Doge and Cabana. <laughs> Skip it, sample it, buy it, Ryan. What are you going to do with this thing? Man, I'm kind of intrigued to wanting to buy it, and I'll say why. So, you can get a 1.7 ounce of this, or 50 ml. If I walked into Dillard's right now, I think it's like 70-something bucks or something like that. Sure. Which isn't really too pricey. Yeah. But you can go to somewhere like FragranceNet.com right now, and they're selling that same thing for like... I want to say it was like 40, 50 bucks. Sure. Yeah. FragranceNet.com typically runs that 35% off coupon. Yeah. And so you basically take retail price and cut one third of that off. Yeah. And the other thing is you can get a tester there of a hundred ML right now for like 60 something bucks. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like, that's a pretty good deal. It's interesting. God, I don't know if I need to sample it some more first. Almost want to say I want to buy it because it's affordable. Man. I need, I need to smell the original, the one first because the EDP yeah, is I, the one that everybody kind of trumpets for. I would say, that, let me say this. I say sample it right now. And also, if you never smelled the one, the original one EDP, right. then I would say sample that as well first. But I'd almost recommend buying this. I'm kind of on the fence. I haven't smelled the other ones. This is the first the one yeah. that I've smelled. So my take on it is, same with you. I have a lot of fragrances in my shelf. I, yeah. I hate to call it a collection because it is definitely not that <laughs> yet. That are similar to this. It could be worth the purchase. Yeah. But I'm going to wear it a little bit more. That's a great thing about getting a sample from a department store is that you can wear it a few times and kind of catch your vibe and see, what am I putting out there into the world? Do I like to smell it all day long? It could be like Black Phantom that we loved, but it's probably not something you want to smell all day long. Let me ask you to do something. Okay. Smell it again since we've had a little dry down time on it. I'm actually, I'm kind of losing a little bit of lust in it right now. Really? Yeah, it's not hit me like it was a minute ago. So I don't know. I think I'm going to retract my statement. I'm going to say sample. Don't buy it. Sample this, sample the one. I know I kind of said that and leaned towards buying, but I'm pulling away from buying right now. You got to okay. sample this. And this is why we do one night stand reviews, guys. <clears throat> we may fall in love with that initial impression. And then the next day after spending the night with it, we may go, mm, you know what? So who knows? Next episode. Yeah. So next episode, we're going to... We're going to get a little wet with Creed a little bit. We're going to get Creedy. I know we've talked about Aventus, and this is not Aventus. Nope. This is their latest cologne. Yeah. There you go. Well, you're pretty much cats out of the bag now, Ryan. They won't fucking know. <laughs> Let's say Google it. <laughs> <laughs> they won't have time to do that, will they? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for the support. Thank you for listening to us. If you haven't already, follow us on your streaming platform. Uh, we're also uploading these podcast episodes and in the future, unique content will show up on YouTube. If YouTube is a platform that you go to for entertainment, expect to see what you're hearing here on there, but eventually something special and visual 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> feel free to subscribe on YouTube if you're feeling classy. We got four subscribers now. Ooh, hey. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Or pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> we just started. We just started. I know. I know. Uh, but again, thank you so much. If you want to buy us a coffee, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash cologne podcast and help support the show. Hell yeah. Spray it up, y'all. <laughs>